This is Wow! What a week. What a week. Politrix. Welcome to Wow What a Week hashtag Politrix. He's not only appreciated as an interpreter of all things Politrix, but as somewhat of an inspiration. He apparently inspired one of our viewers to challenge a legal professional last week. You see, we don't like getting sued, so we'd like to insert a disclaimer. He's here to mentally stimulate, not instigate. With that said, please give a wow welcome back to Bozang Mudimuwami Muilwa. Morning, Brother Flash, and uh, I like the disclaimer, uh, uh, very comfortable. If if people are going to learn or hear things on this platform, yes, sir. and they have legal challenges with that, they should they should not make a reference <laughs> to us. They should just use it wise. Yeah, they can but, say boots, but boots are said. Yes, yes. Uh, no, 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 they shouldn't do that. Brother, let's get straight into it. Uh, the AG's report, what are your thoughts on that? Demning once more, and, and even the previous uh, AG, AG, you know, came with a report on the first leg of the administration of President Ramaphosa. Yes. Uh, to say, actually, it's shocking that the, the government of the day that was supposed to be seen as a crime-fighting, crime-busting, and an and anti-corruption process, especially after being led by the Zondo Commission, they had mm. a platform, you know. Mm. It, it's found by the, you know, Auditor General of the Republic for the second time to be the worst performing maladministration, wastage of state resources. Mm. And the, the AG has said 22 billion rands have been wasted and unaccounted for in the current administration and the levels of corruption are going up. Uh, the positive light of it is that some provinces, she said some provinces, sorry, mm. uh, uh, are, are improving, are starting to show the signs of improvement, you know, uh, in comparison with the uh, last financial year's reports. But again, in general, the, the state of, you know, financial management and administration in the public service, it is said to be in its worst state and under this difficult economy. And, and again, this is what we always talk about, the lack of uh, you know, uh, uh, consequences mm. and prosecutions and charges or whatever in people wasting state resources. I think that's where the problem lies. I mm. mean, uh, you, you can't year in, year out have senior public officials who are qualified like DGs, CEOs and ministers and everybody else doing wrong things. They get promoted, they get moved around and none of them is held accountable mm. or to can pay for wastage of resources. And why are we sitting with, you know, a, a, a senior public officials who are supposed to be experts in their field of work not doing what is prescribed? You know, first, the nice thing about the public service is there's prescriptions. The rules are there, the regulations are there. All that a person has to do is to follow rules and regulations. And if you are in doubt, you can always approach the treasury, you can also approach the tax authorities or the legal authorities, you can ask for direction and help. Sure. But I don't understand why are they not uh, following the book. And, and I think it's worsened by the situation of, for example, the, shockingly, after the AG issues the report, the presidency announces that uh, the what you call the review of of, of the ministers or oh, the appraisals. The appraisals, yes. yes. The, the, that is going to be held in secret. He's not going to publicize that. My question is this: Why would the president stand up in parliament and tell us that they'll be reviewing the performances of the ministers 
if you're going to then keep the performances a secret. Exactly. Why okay. involve us then? Actually, why would they keep them secret when those people are public servants? They are employed by me and you. Getting paid via uh, our taxes. Despite even the taxes, they are doing work for the public, yes. for the nation. Why wouldn't you report back to the nation that you, how did you perform, where did you like? And I think he is worsening the situation by hiding how these ministers performed. You know, the DA on the side and the media, I think one mm. of the, the, the newspapers runs that uh, review, I think it's the Mail and Guardian, it runs that review of uh, performance of ministers every year. Oh, the report card, yes. Yes, that report card. And the DA will take advantage of that. But it is also not fair and just for us not to know that the, the principal has hired people or, the, or place them, he's paying them. Now we want to know how they performed. And mm. I think political parties and actually people in the law, they must challenge the president to, to, to release the, the assessment reports of the, of the cabinet members. More so that he actually took us in his confidence and said, I'm going to start um, assessing these people. Absolutely, I agree with you. So you must finish the job. You, yeah. you started it, so finish yeah. it. President Ramaphosa must finish the job and tell us how they performed. Because he said he's going to run an administration with consequences where people who don't deliver, you know, they, 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 there'll be consequences to follow, there'll be outcomes where they are praised. Let's praise them, those mm. who do well. It's also not fair for ministers who are probably doing well. We want to clap hands for them. We want to give them courage. We want to say, can we help you more to perform better? We are not looking at it negatively only. Sure, sure. We want to know which one, so that the others can learn from others. If you have a minister, I think one of the ministers that will get, you know, nice green scores, they could be Minister Arun Mosolady of Home Affairs, mm. you know, has been pushing. But now the other ministers, if they, they can go to their cabinet colleague and say, how did you do this? Can we work to get. Mm. But now hiding what we are supposed to know as a public now, I think you should be challenged on that. But also, I mean, the presidency announced on uh, X that no one implicated in the Zondo Commission should be spared. Exactly. But, but it's the same person saying, but I'm going to spare my ministers the embarrassment of having the appraisals done in public. It doesn't make sense. And, and actually, he, starting from himself, he's implicated in the Zondo Commission. So I don't know how is the president going to handle that one because there were implications. Brian Mulefe went there and who's the other guy who was the CEO of Prasa, uh, 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 the previous CEO, Lucky Montana, was mm. they implicated the president. So if there is proper justice and processing investigation that is going to follow now, I don't know why it is delayed, the Zondo Commission, it must be across the board and with everybody. Sure. It can't be selective mm. uh, to say that one was mentioned and the other one uh, will left out. So let it be for everybody and let it be as much as the Zondo Commission was public, it was happening on cameras in front of everybody, mm. let the outcome and the investigation of that be open for public scrutiny. Sure. And then we will say it was a fair and just process. Mm. Speaking of fair and just, uh, former Chief Justice Mohueng Mohueng has hit out at uh, President Ramaphosa saying that he undermined um, former public protector Busisiwe Mkwebane yes. uh, regarding the CR17 campaign funding and, uh, you know, her department looking into that. Yeah, uh, you, look, uh, 
people are saying it's unfortunate that Justice uh, Chief Justice Mokwemokwen is saying this after the retirement. But you would understand that when he was in office, he couldn't do that. He, he knew the line. He knew the line, so yeah. he told the line. So I, I think it, it was it was it was in a breakfast seminar that happened, and he was look. That is very damning. I read the entire speech. I listened to him as mm. well. There's quite a number of things that a, 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 a Chief Justice or the former Chief Justice Mokwemokwen uh, mentioned. Uh, he says, uh, he, he says the CR17 uh, team uh, were not honest were with not the public yes. protector. And look, he first started by saying it was wrong for President Ramaphosa to seal mm. those bank statements and, and to, to use the courts to conceal those bank statements and so forth. But then he goes further and says they misled, actually, and they made life difficult, I mean, in professional life, difficult mm. for advocate Bususuem uh, Kovan, the former party protector, in investigating uh, the conduct of, of, of the president towards the, 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 the you know, the ANC conference, national conference in 2017, and using the courts and being dishonest and just, and look, that comes from the, you know, former highest legal person in the country, talking about the number one citizen of the country. You know, fresh for me, it shows how much this country is in touches. Mm. Where, and I've been saying, abuse of power, abuse of courts, you know, and sitting in a situation whereby the president, yes, he has rights. And I always tell you, we all have rights. But when you occupy some positions, uh, and in capacities like you know the president as the as the head of state, his rights are not subjected. His human normal human rights mm. they are okay like me and you. Sure. But but there's an oath of office that you take. Mm. There's a manner that is expected you should conduct yourself in in occupying that office without interfering with your personal rights. And once there's donors and funders to your campaign as the president, and I agree with, with Justice Mokwen, there's no free lunch in South Africa, you know, anywhere else in the world. When donors come and fund you fresh because you are going to be occupying a highest office of the land next day, what do they want? Why would they give you billions? Not middle of billions of rents. Mm. Thank you, uh, 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 Mr. Ramaphosa. We want you to be the president. And that's why we are seeing the resistance of the government in dealing with these donors and private companies that donated. Look at the whole link of some of the alleged donors towards the cells. And I'll use the word alleged because the, the, the papers are sealed. Are sealed you know? yes, yeah. yes. Uh, uh, they are purported or they are, they are you know, alleged to be uh, bankers and financial institutions. And, and now we are supposed to be dealing with banks and financial institutions that colluded to, 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 to do that, to, to devaluate the rent. We can't because they funded the president, they funded the conference of the ruling party and the courts, they also funded the courts for the courts not to... to to, 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 to allow uh, uh, the, the, the public protector to proceed with her job. But Justice Mohan goes even further and, oh, by the way, he finally mentioned uh, uh, that when he was offered 600 million to revamp the courts, why he refused? Because he's saying he refused the donation as the chief justice because why would a private company fund the re you know, refurbishing and rehabilitation of courts? It means they want to influence and to capture the courts. The lobbying. Exactly. Mm. And mm. so those are some of the things. I don't know whether it was, you know, not in hindsight of the president and the, and the leaders of the political parties to see this thing mm. when it's coming. What what are the so-called donors doing? And, and, and Flash, even under, under the current regulation that political parties must declare 
They are donors. What if they give it to you in a suitcase, in cash, Mm. or in a mattress, or in a sofa? How are you going to declare that one? So it's a challenge that we are faced with as a nation. Uh, But politics all over the world are run by money. Mm. Conglomerates run politics. They decide who becomes the president. They decide how should the president and ministers conduct themselves in order to protect their interests, Mm. especially the business interests. Sure. Now, speaking of the rand and money in bags, there's been a bit of a back and forth uh, between uh, Minister Antabeni uh, yes. from the presidency yes, 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 yes. and Business Unity South Africa CEO Mavuso. Yes. What are your thoughts on this back and forth? Look, uh, first, the spread is very bad. Eh? Yeah. Uh, it, is, it is really, really bad. But one of the few occasions I will agree with Busisiwe Mavoso is to say to Minister Nchaveni, you cannot blame business mm. where you are failing. Sure. Where they are failing to do their part, they cannot blame business. Mm. There I will agree with her. But the truth of the matter is, I don't think business will sabotage government to collapse the government. Because it's to their own detriment. It's to their own detriment. They don't make business sense. Why do you want to collapse something that is supposed to regulate? For example, if you collapse the government and there's mutiny and the soldiers and police are all over the street, Mm. your business will never be protected. So that was was not a a fair statement from uh, uh, Madam Chabeni to say business is, 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 is colluding to collapse the government. Business will collude not to collapse, but to control and influence the government. Mm. I think that's what she should have said. They want to control the government to their, to their benefit. They want to control the state-owned enterprise. They are business people. If we dismantle ESCOM, business people will invest and take over ESCOM, increase the price to 20 times. They make profit. They are in the business of making profit. Mm. They are in the business of maximizing their profits. And if government is sleeping, or sitting on their laurels and not doing what they're supposed to do to manage the business, business will take over the government. And that's the intention. That's what they want to do. And 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 I think where uh, 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 Ms. Mavoso missed it uh, uh, is, is not to stand up and, and, and rebuke or, you know, call a spade a spade to say the banks were wrong yes. to collude uh, against the, the foreign currency. Why didn't she say that? Why is she silent about that part? Uh, but, but but it's not only the banks and yeah. the rent. It also has to do with what I spoke about last week. Mm. You know, Transnet situation. The private sector and business wants to take over Transnet because they claim government is failing mm. Transnet. But government is not also doing itself justice. By, by at least do the right thing so that when you call business for help, you don't call business to rescue you. You call business in to work with you. For a partnership. Exactly. And, and, and I, think, I think that's where it was a bit confusing for me uh, when uh, Minister Nchaveni um, made the utterances that she did. Because President Ramaphosa met with 100 CEOs just the other day from the private sector. Uh, absolutely. Uh, them saying, where can we help? Use us. We are here. We've got, uh, you know, we've got the brain power. We've got the manpower. We've got the rand power. Yeah. So let's work together. So it wouldn't make sense now to have a blanket statement that says the private sector and and attack the banks. Exactly. So we assume the president is aware of what she's about to say and agrees with it. Look, uh, it, like I said, it's very confusing. Uh, you say, the one hand says this, another hand says mm. this. And, 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 the, and we know that the relationship uh, between 
won the ruling party in South Africa, two, the government of the Republic of South Africa has entered into hundreds, if not thousands, of triple P's, you know, mm. the private-public partnership on various projects that the government had, had worked on. And, and to say they want to sabotage, somebody will only sabotage you if you allow them space into your house and you are not watching them. You are not watching their conduct, their behavior. You are not regulating them. You are not enforcing the laws. Because when we have a relationship and a business relationship, there will be rules and regulations that guide our relationship. Mm. It has to end at something. It has to be controlled at something. You know, the checks and crosses. So this minister Javini saying government has not been watching the conduct of the private sector, mm -hmm. how they conduct themselves, how they, why when it comes to taxes, government sits on their necks. They know who owes them, how much they know, how much they're supposed to pay. So in one element, they're paying their taxes the way they're supposed to those who pay. But then you say they're sabotaging government. Business is there to make money fresh. Uh, mm. uh, uh, they, 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 they will maximize profits. And where government makes a mistake, where government fails to deliver electricity and water, business will deliver those things at a rapid speed, you know, a rapid time. And... 10 times the cost that the government is supposed to. Do you blame them for that? I wouldn't blame them. I will blame them when they do or conduct themselves in undue manner. And that is not like the way the banks do. But then you must not blame them. You must act against those who are breaking the law. Don't just blame them on statements. Mm. You are in the minister in the presidency, the other minister in the presidencies of intelligence that's sitting there. You've got cabinet ministers who are law enforcers that you can use for those who are breaking the law. Not blank statements like that. It's also an unfortunate statement. But you know, there's a lot of spats between uh, 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 Edwakitism, I think a lot of people are tired. There's a lot of spats between uh, a lot of ladies in government and private. I mean, oh, the other day during the week, I was listening to, you know, it's December, is the, the beginning of 16 days of activism. activism against uh, gender-based violence. Oh, the social development uh, department. Yes, uh, yes. Back and forth. I, I... So, so what happened with this GBV call center? Okay. Uh, his, historically, uh, under the previous minister, Mebatabile uh, Tamini, yes. the current deputy minister, uh, it's Hendreta Bokopanizulu. Oh, yes. Uh, came in as a deputy minister at that time. Mm. And she was given a special to task to establish that call center. And, and she did it very well. Apparently, it worked extremely well. So she partnered with Vodacom. Or Vodacom partnered with the state. They, they rented a center. And, and according to the reports I've seen and I've read and I've listened to her talking about them, it worked very well. And, and it is said to actually be the best in the whole world. A, a call center to deal with GBV a, a, a victims. You know, uh, that, that system, fresh, you could call. Mm. And for example, it had a geolocation automatically because people ah, are traumatized yes. and they don't want to talk or they're afraid to talk. But because of the technology, it had a geolocation. Uh, 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 so similar to the Lamola app. Yeah, exactly. Yes. 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 It will locate where you are in mm. case you are under distress and, and, and things like that. Uh, that's the one of the things it had. The second thing also is it had live social workers, human beings, warm bodies, mm. sitting in the call center, responding to trauma victims and all that. Now that the contract with Vodacom apparently it ended two years back, and when it ended, they gave an extension for one year in order to look for a, a new service provider. Mm. The challenge there is, according 
to Deputy Minister Zulu. They are both a Minister Zulu and Deputy Minister Zulu. I don't know why these two Zulu ladies don't make peace with each other and, and work well. But nonetheless, according to the Deputy Minister, that call center has completely collapsed. Mm. Uh, after Vodacom left and a new black economic empowerment company, and she said very clearly she is not against black companies, but their company that was appointed it had zero experience, brand new company with zero experience in whatever they were allocated to for about 49 million rent contract per annum. And now the center has collapsed. And, and that's why the story is on, it's, it's not all over. It is because the 1st of December, 16 days of activism start, while the call center that was state of the art, standard in the best in the world, according mm. to them. So it was the best in the world. And, and now it's not functioning. And also, sadly, this happens when uh, the levels of violence are increasing in the country. You know, all sorts of violence and trauma and GBV. But the sad part is the minister, now there's another minister, Zulu, uh, Lindiwe Daphne Zulu, stood up several times on various platforms and said, no, there's nothing wrong with that center. Uh, uh, everything is working. So again, a deputy minister says one thing, the minister says another thing. And, and where are the uh, 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 officials there? You know, that's the, again, like I said, where's the spokesperson? Where's the yes. DG? Where's the DG? Where's the DG? Why should ministers deal or why are they getting into with the operational mud? things yeah, into, the into the mud? The mud? You know? yes. And this is where things become clumsy and wrong. Mm. Where's the DG? Where's the spokesperson of... of, of, of I know the DG is 18 DG, but is the DG is responsible, the spokesperson of the department, to can give us and the public and everybody else, media platforms, proper, correct information. Mm. You know, uh, uh, dispensing inaccurate information or conflicting information. It's one of the problems we are sitting with in government departments. That you say one thing tomorrow, tomorrow is another thing. Another. So that's why people are losing confidence mm. in, in, in the work of the ministers and all that. But they must start using their, you know, uh, spokespersons and DGs, the administrators, the principals, and, and they must focus on policy development and politics. You understand? Uh, the ministers are supposed to be, to be talking to another minister in the treasury to can increase the budget of social development, to can mm. increase, you know, uh, 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 more social workers be employed and things like that. Instead of them sitting in front of the microphone and the camera and talking conflicting views. It's not it, helping. It's election time. Everyone needs their voice heard. Yeah, but look, <laughs> you, you don't campaign with wrong information. You don't also campaign uh, uh, using the department either correct or wrong. So you and don't. and you, you end up decampaigning yourself when you could have actually not weighed in on the issue in the that, that is actually what is happening. And social development has been having challenges for many years, you know. Mm. Everything as their agencies and all that, they are doing well. They are doing very well. Uh, and we spoke about them the other day on how they are doing well on social grounds. They've been through a lot of turmoils. Mm. And, and, and we know that they extended their SASA cards now, you know, with expired dates, but they can be used. Again, uh, it's also doing things at the right time. I don't know what happened to planning in government because these things you plan for them. Mm. You know, the, why should we at this age still struggle in appointing companies sure. that have no experience? Mm. You understand? When there's policies, when, and, and government plans three to five years ahead, 
You know, the planning for this financial year didn't happen this financial year. It happened two, three years back. You can tweak and change as we move on. But uh, again, it's, you know, there is complete chaos and total disrespect of regulations in the country where nobody's following paperwork, nobody's following rules, nobody's implementing things the way it's prescribed, and nobody gets charged for that. And that's a problem. That, that's where the problem is. But don't we generally, like you're saying, though, have a problem with consequence management, lack of accountability? I mean, the road accident fund announced earlier this week that uh, they found that there's law firms that have been double dipping. Yeah, over uh, 100. Uh, over 100 law firms that um, I think have had to give back over half a billion rand. Why is no one in jail? Why are you allowed to return the money and that's the only consequence? Exactly, exactly. And and, 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 and this thing of the road accident fund, it started, yes, there's been complaints about it's it. It's been going on. I, I have a family member hmm. that was involved in, in an accident years back. And you know, the person caught only 17 down. Hmm. Then I managed to go and check, yes, after when the damage The total amount that was paid in respect of that person was over 300,000. Only got 17, not even half, 17,000. The rest went to the and law firms. And over 200,000, the rest went into the law firms. And this is where, and I don't want to... to, to and then we complain when the RAF say, we're, we're going to deal with people directly now. Exactly. And let me tell you what I liked, what uh, Collins Letualo did when, when, when he moved in there. And I must put a disclaimer yes. that I'm not talking about transport issues. I'm talking about what is in the public space. Yes. What Collins Letualo once said when he moved there to say, when you look at this law firm stretch, they are actually being paid for doing administrative work. Exactly. And because they, you don't go to court when you are injured, you go to a hospital. That means. That means. Yeah. Now Collins came with a concept and said, I would rather go and hire 500 youth hmm. and train them as administrators, train them to process, because all they need to do is to process the claim. Hmm. The rules are there, the prescripts are there. If you are in the hospital, the medical records are there, doctors, experts' records are there. That informs the cost of a, a hospital claim or a lifetime trauma or injuries. Why should you need a lawyer to go and do a claim? And that lawyer goes with more than half of what they have claimed from the mm, IIF. You understand? Mm, I, I think it's unjust. I think it's unjust for these law firms to conduct themselves in that manner. But secondly, I think all those firms that robbed the public and the victims of road accidents, as well as the, the agency, because they didn't only rob the victims, they also robbed the government agency. They must be brought to book. They, you know, if I was sitting in that position, I will actually report those law firms, number one, to the law society, to be removed from the role and all that. I think some have been removed from the role. Yeah. True. I will lay criminal charges yes. against them so that they must face prosecution. Even if they can bring back all that money. It's you know, fraud. It's, it's fraud. fraud. You must go to jail. You must go to jail because you stole one billion five years back. You had it for five years and you want to bring back as one billion. What about the interest? Exactly. What about the interest? Exactly. If that money was sitting in the coffers of the road accident fund, it would have generated interest. Mm. And, and these are the challenges that, guys, one day somebody must stand up and I'm going to do mine uh, uh, this coming week. Go to the police station, lay a charge mm. against a CEO of a company, the president, the minister, and what. And, and they must be arrested, follow up the case. We know that a lot of political parties have been opening cases, cases during election time. But, but nothing happens. But nothing happens. Mm. And that's what we should also check, why nothing happens sure. when criminal charges are being laid. Guys, before we let Botsang go, we've got a question. 
What do Botsang Muilwa and General Bantu Holomisa have in common? Well, apart from the extensive military training and the ability to uh, assemble an AK-47 blindfolded, this past week, they both wrote letters to parliament. Tell us about your letters, Brabutsa. Uh, What's going on? They're not love letters. I know that for a fact. No, they, 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 they were not love letters. Let, let, let me first start with General Holomis. And by the way, we've got a lot of things in common. You know, we are uncorruptible. And I've said before on this platform, the first time I was exposed to military training of our blighters through Bando Holomisa. Yes. Uh, we, are, we, we don't belong to the same political parties. He's the president of the UDM. But look, Bantu Holomisa has been one of the best. I think turn the mic uh, towards uh, you. Uh, MPs. Is it working much better now? Yeah. yeah. One of the best uh, member of parliaments we have ever had. Sure. He's, he's fearless. He raises issues. He takes politicians up. He takes the ruling party and everybody else up. And sure. I think it's for the love he has for the country. He is generally a person who respects processes and he exposes a lot of corruption. So what he did this week, there is a report that has been on the social media that is supposedly a draft report that was leaked and it is uh, alleged that it was compiled by the uh, what do you call it, pardon me, former Inspector General of the State Security Agency. So Imagine fresh again with the challenges we have in this country. A 54 page report gets leaked draft that is, you know, containing damning information about the judiciary and how the judiciary is captured. It mentions even names of at least six judges you are lying. That, that are involved in corruption that were paid that received monies. Now, it's an allegation. Well, I saw the pages of the report. Yes. And it's on social media. It started as clips, 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 you know. But now, General Romisa wrote to the joint uh, uh, committee on, on, on uh, uh, what do they call on correctional services and justice in parliament to say they should do something about it, either to call back in the, the resign. Remember, he resigned with immediate effect a few weeks ago, the Inspector General, yes. and or talk to the current acting Inspector General of Interior to say, guys, we cannot just sit, keep quiet when this thing can damage the image of the judiciary, both domestically and internationally. And so, and I think General Holomisa is doing the right thing to say it may be allegation, it may be, you know, lies, it may be a draft, but let us make sure that either it's a lie. If it's the truth, let us investigate. We can't just leave such a thing lying around and it's leaking and information is going out. Mm. But you know, this is so important that there's been worry and talks about the capture of the judiciary in South Africa. There's been allegations after allegations mm. since the time of Chief Justice Mokhoeng Mokhoeng, as we spoke earlier on, that he declared monies uh, to can upgrade the, the court. And now there's this damning report. And, and I don't think political office bearers should take it light that there's such an allegation. They can investigate to make sure that if sure. it's a lie, it's a lie, then mm. we bury it and we come with closing remarks. But if there is indeed the truth to the fact that some judiciary on payrolls of private people and politicians, then we have a very serious problem. We are not safe as a nation. Mm. You know, we just had one of uh, 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 our uh, you know, legal heads in South Africa being appointed to an international criminal court, the very first black South African to be appointed to an international criminal court. And now, he's so young. Very young, Mutuana yes. guy. And suddenly now the judiciary's names are being mentioned. Oh, very senior. You know, I'm not mm. in, a, in a, at liberty or to can talk about the names mentioned there. People can go and look for that report. But I support General Holomisa. 
in that move. Sure. Uh, but uh, I didn't get myself involved in that one. What I wrote... So you wrote a letter to Parliament? Yeah, okay. So, so how does it work when you write a letter to Parliament? Do you sit and write a letter, or is it an email and send all? Yeah, okay. A and then is there an email address, all at parliament.com? How does it work? No, 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 no. This is completely different. Actually, this is not just a letter. Okay, I sat and I compiled a letter. Okay. And, and it's not just a love letter. Actually, I call it a demand for action from members of Parliament, Okay. I was supposed to write to all 400 of them as individuals. Sure. Because what they've done, somebody leaked information to me from parliament that some people in the ruling ANC and other political parties, they wanted the speaker of parliament to, 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 to allow them to table a motion into investigating the, the you know, colluding of banks against the bank. Mm. And it looks like the speaker denied them that opportunity, which is unfair. Which and I'll tell you, and I said it last week on the platform, mm. the reason the ruling party and the government does not want to touch this colluding of rent and manipulation of the rent and the, and the national currency, it is because very senior former cabinet ministers, senior people in the ANC, are involved in that process. Or implicated, or at implicated, least. Or implicated, understand? But when I use the word involved, I'm saying involved in a sense that if you are a minister of finance and you are a governor of the Reserve Bank uh, and, and these things happen under your watch, you are involved. You sure. may have not benefited from that process, but mm. they, you fail to conduct your duties. If you look at, I think it's Section 224 of the Constitution, I, I'm, I'm subject to be corrected, it talks about the responsibility of the Reserve Bank. Sure. One of the responsibilities, there's many, of the Reserve Bank of South Africa led by the governor of the Reserve Bank, is to protect and guard the national currency, the sure, rent. Sure. So if the governor of the Reserve Bank failed to do that, and it may be more than one governor, because this rent manipulation thing started 2002 until 2013, 2014. Mm, mm. So it may be more than one governor of the Reserve Bank who was who this thing happened under their watch. But what I did is when I learned that information, I remembered one thing in public administrative law. You know MPs, there's one thing that South Africans know, MPs mm. report to us not to their political parties. Yes, they are deployed by their political parties, but they work for us. We can question them. If there is no water in your house, you mm. can write your MMC of water in Joburg or the MEC of water and sanitation in Gauteng or a member of parliament to say, but I need water in my house. You are holding them accountable. So what I've done with my letter to all 400 MPs, remember they include the president. Yes. I've written to them through the Speaker of Parliament and the Secretary of Parliament mm. to say, because I can't have 400 email addresses and mm. postal address of them, so I've asked the Secretary of Parliament and the Speaker to do their job, to be post people, because so, it's their job, mm. to send those as individuals, I wrote to them as individuals, whether you are Julius or Cyril or what, mm. to say I would demand that they should rise as MPs in South Africa, as lawmakers, and table emotion in parliament whereby the government of the Republic of South Africa will help people who were responsible mm. for colluding and conniving in manipulating the national currency accountable for their action. Not to leave it at the competition commission. I've refuted this competition commission thing to say the maximum amount they can find is 50 million, but there was no competition, there was collusion. So they were not competing. What are our political office bearers doing? What are our, and they owe us. Sure. The MPs 
owe us as a nation because we were the ones who lost mm. here, not political parties, not banks. Sure. So they need to stand up and hold those people accountable. And, 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 and look, they will have to act. According to the law, they will have to act. They will have to respond to me. They will have to act. Parallel to that, the coming week, mm. Monday or Tuesday, I don't want to announce which exact day. I'm going to go and open the case. I'm just gathering the case. I'm going to open a criminal charge against those who have already come out and accepted and apologized and paid. Why don't we open a case and let them charge? Mm. Even if they say we are sorry, we accept, but I'm going to open. I, as Botswana, you are the citizen of South Africa, a resident of this country. I'm going to open a criminal case against those banks mm. that are being mentioned, against whoever was the governor of the Reserve Bank, and going to mention the minister as, as interested parties. So, in this, let them come and answer. Mm. I'm holding them accountable. Somebody must stand up. We cannot continue as a nation to sit down and say the government must do this, the government must do this. What are we doing? I'm standing up as a citizen. But why are you doing the DA's work? No, no, the, the DA work, you know what, DA, DA will only do it if it's the ANC that is in the wrong. Sure. But DA won't do this one, because mm. DA is being funded by those banks. Ah. DA is literally, why do you think DA is quiet about this whole thing? Mm. The biggest noise makers of this country are, that are anti-corruption are quiet about the whole thing. Where is DA and Hazen? Mm. Uh, why under we get John and then so that we can get this people? John Stian Hazen must help me to open the gates of prisons sure. to can lock up his white collar criminals, mm. not white people. You know, sure. these white collar criminals must open the gate. They, uh, so now the Stian Hazen has got the letter as well because he's a member of parliament. He's got a letter from me and I'm challenging him. Julius Malema, the EFF, they always chant and talk about anti corruption and white capital is corrupting the country. It's time that Julius and Freud and Stian Hazen and everybody else in that parliament to stand up and rally behind my letter. Mm. We get these people be arrested, be prosecuted and jailed. Then we we'll also let them withdraw the license or suspend them in the meantime. If you have done something wrong mm. on the road, drinking, driving, and you kill a person, even if you are being prosecuted in court, you can't continue to drive because the government does what they suspend your driver's license. Mm. Why are we allowing these banks to continue to operate when they have done something very, you know, treasonous to this country? And I'm not allowing that. People think I'm crazy, but if that is madness, uh, you know what they say about mad people. We all have an element of madness in ourselves. So my madness has now said, I want people to go to jail, and I'm standing up as a citizen of this country. And that's, that's what's my letter, and it has nothing to do with Bandolomia. It's a coincidence that this past week, mm. me and General Olomisa, we are dealing with corruption formally in parliament. That's another thing they have in common, guns blazing. And I think on that note, uh, brother man, we can wrap it up. It's been another bumper show. Yeah, no, thanks. It's been a rough week in the country, really, with all these challenges. But yeah. yeah. And your feedback is incredible, guys. Last week's show, feedback was amazing. Please keep the feedback coming. Yeah, no, no. Uh, uh, I, 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 I heard my uncle Ramukhulwaka uh, saying to me, We are going to have difficulty, me and you in beating last week's show. I watched it three times, by the way. And no, no, last yeah. week's show was incredible. It, uh, was, it was a fire, fire, fire show. And the feedback, the feedback yes. with the, the, the people on, on, on online. And thank you very much to them. Uh, we welcome more opinions, more suggestions. We wish we could have more time. I know people want us to talk about politics of political parties towards elections. Mm -hmm. A little bit boring, a little bit rhetoric, but we'll get into that. Absolutely. You can find Botsang on social media. He also has a 
book, by the way, if you want to order uh, a book, where do we find you? Uh, Botsangm at gmail.com and uh, the copies of Life with a Question Mark. Uh, my biography is 250 rands. You can WhatsApp me on 082-485-9100. Strictly for books, guys, not for dinner dates where you want to try and get political opinions and advice from me. That's a business phone. Sometimes I won't answer if there's people handling that phone. Ah, perfect. And for political consultations, you can also use that uh, the phone number. Thank you very much. On that note, we are done with another episode of Hashtag Polytricks. Coming to you from Amp Studios, downtown Johannesburg. We're part of the Africa Podcast Network. Shout out to Pezulu Works for the cinematography. Our audio imaging is from Otis the Flow Fraser. Hit him up if you need audio imaging. And our guest, of course, Botsang Mudimuame Muilwa. Creative producer, Kuvesh Mohan. And our show producer, Kiletsu Mudisa King. Email us at waw at africapodcastnetwork.com. Till next week, have a great week in spite of yourselves.